Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Buckets. That's the name of my vote. Buckets. 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 What we get. Not the only transfer we got from Florida. Keith Stone, too. Remember that. Everybody who watches his show on a regular basis knows my love of the stretch four. You know, we all make mistakes. He might have made one going to Tallahassee. Let's see if y'all don't know. Dribble to the left, cross over to the right. Hurricane to the game, many buckets for the night. Matt with the pin and roll, Melissa with the give and go. This shallow, pretty girl dunking in the hole. Check the scoreboard, this what we fall for. Peep the gameplay, they want an encore. Yeah, over time for another round. It's buckets out the buckets, baby. You're out of town. It's buckets. What it is, homie, it's buckets. Woo! We get buckets. Yeah, baby. Buckets. 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 I have no shame. I know. That's the problem. You guys are awesome. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Buckets. I'm Matty Ice. He is Vish. Vish, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's signing day, early signing day. Both teams uh, ink top 10 classes. Uh, UCF tomorrow night. Um, I mean, not tomorrow night, what day is it? It's Wednesday. Friday night for the men, women tomorrow morning against Jacksonville. Yeah, it's a, uh, it is, it's a, uh, it's a lot going on, a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. I was not expecting, I completely forgot the early signing period was today. <laughs> Um, so I did not account for that, but, um, yeah, we have a lot more to talk about than I thought we were going to be. I thought it was just going to be UCF preview and then maybe talk women's and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's official. I guess, you know, that we, we've been talking about this recruiting class, um, as the players committed, but yeah, now, now official. Uh, so. so you want to start with the recruiting classes or what? I guess we should. We sh- I guess we should. I'll just break it down a little bit here. And uh, the the men ended up with the uh, the sixth best recruiting class in the country, highlighted by Julio G- Bethea, um, and then also uh, Isaiah Johnson Arigo and Austin Schwartz are the kind of the three guys that that signed today. Obviously, we talked about these kids when uh when they committed, but it's official now. Um, so what what are the Canes kind of getting there? Yeah, so, I mean, with Jaleel, it's crazy because he kind of just, similar to, I mean, 
on another scale of like what happened with Wuga, kind of like under recruited, and then he just kind of blew up. I think he was a three star at one point. Um, I can't remember if it was his, if it was like a year or two ago, but um, but yeah, no, he's blown up. Um, he's improved. Um, he's played, you know, against some of the best high school competition um, efficiently and effectively. Um, I'll, I think I mentioned this when we talked about him initially, you know, he has the potential to be one of those 40, 50, 90 guys, you know, 40% from three, 50% from the field and uh, 90% uh, from the line. So, you know, a lot of potential and it's, it's really fun to watch him play just because he's so like smooth, like how he plays on offense. It looks, um, it's, it's just so natural for him. You know, it's like, you know, when people compare um, players to like listening to jazz music or something, you know, um, he, it's it's just so smooth and like effortless almost for him. You know, he can score in multiple ways. Good slasher, um, very good shooter, um, can shoot off the dribble as well. And, you know, a pretty good playmaker as well. And I think he has a potential to be a, a two way guy, too. You know, he does have some length. I want to say he's six, four. Right. Is that right? Um, um, he is well. I mean, we've had height discussions before. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's listed at six four. Yes. Yeah, listed at six four. Um, I think you know just needs to put a little bit of weight on, right? I think that's how it is for a lot of these high school guys. I have no concerns about that happening. Um, but no, he's and I mean, he's the highest rated recruit that Miami's ever gotten, right, in school history. He is. He is. Yeah, he, he topped Lonnie Walker in that. So yeah, and I mean, this is going to be a guy that you're going to see in mock drafts going, you know, like in the lottery. Obviously, this is like way ahead, um, but he's that kind of guy, one and done potential. Um, so, I mean, it's exciting to see a guy like that choose to come to Miami. Um, and then I also like, you know, the other two guys in this class, Isaiah Johnson, probably one of the most underrated pickups, not talked about. Uh, enough. I know Melissa had a uh, a tweet that basically said the same thing. I really like his game. I think he fits really well with what we do. Um, a bigger wing that can kind of play that four position next to next to a big man um, and can just kind of do a lot. Um, very athletic, definite two way potential. Um, so I'm excited to see him, you know, uh, in a Miami jersey as well. Yeah, and you know, the, like like we said, it's the sixth sixth best uh, class in the country. This is early signing. I guess the last question I have on the men before you shift to the to the women a little bit, and then you know, talk about there's games being played. So uh, yeah. on the court stuff, um, do you think? I know we talked about this. It must have been like a month or so ago when Bethea uh, commit committed. But are, are you think the Canes are done here? Or you think they'll still be? I believe there are still some scholarships left there if they want to add to it i think they're they're done unless uh unless like something opens up right like something maybe someone um that didn't sign during the early signing period um decides to open up their recruitment again or something like that but i think it has to be a right fit right that's what when coach irving came on you know that's one of the important things someone that fits right they're not just going to take anyone um, but, but yeah, and I mean, I really like these three guys. I didn't mention Austin Schwartz yet, but I mean, that's another guy. He's a top 10 shooting guard in the nation. Um, 
you know, really good score, electric score, has a lot of potential um, as well. So I mean, you have to look at this trio of guys coming in, and they're going to be big for us moving moving forward in the future. Yeah, and and for those that didn't catch our interview with DJ Irving, he did kind of talk about how you know with the portal, with the transfers, and all the numbers are always fluid. So you know you add people that fit, but you always know you can go with the portal as well because. Not to alarm anyone, but the the recruiting class is small. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of size again. So, uh, but you can always address that in the portal. Um, now, on to the women uh, who also. So this is just just to, to put a bow on sixth. If this, you know, these numbers hold up and all that, sixth yeah. would be the highest recruiting class in Kane's history. Um, the is, women all, is ten the next highest. Is that the I was trying to look it up. I'm not sure. Okay. Because I think uh, it was the 2017, the one with Chris Likes, my guy, you know, and uh, that that recruit and Lonnie Walker. I would too, actually obviously. look at the uh, the class that came in in 2008 was pretty high too, and then the I one the one in 2000. Oh. It might have been before which the... had Dare, which had I don't think they really had like the rankings that they yeah. seem to do now. So I think it's probably, but but I think that one was actually probably even because I know Darius Rice was you know a five star, and then they got a couple other four stars in that class as well. Mm. So okay. that might be that might that might be up there, but there wasn't really the aggregation or the the level of uh, detail in there. Yeah. Um, but the women also. Signed to the highest recruiting class they've ever uh, had, had uh, uh, today as well. Bringing four players: Ana Adams, the a guard out of, out of Massachusetts; uh, Lee Harmon out of, out of my neck of the woods in Washington D.C.; Simone Pelish uh, out of upstate New York, who for somehow she committed after we doing the show, and, and and we somehow missed it. Uh, and then Aurora Almon um, from the uh, Dominican Republic. So. Just a strong, again, a strong class for um, for four deep, um, and and I think, um, yeah, it's, just, it's an interesting class. It is guard heavy again, so not not that much, not not that much size on 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 the women's on the women's side here. Um, these I think do, you have they, you have a variety of guards though, right? That do different right. things. Right, I really yeah. like Adams. Um, I've watched some of her film. Um, I think she top ten point guard. Um, yep, she kind of seems like the prototypical point guard. That's you know um, playmaker for others. Um, Going to play really good defense. Um, I really like her energy on the floor too. You can kind of see that when when she's playing. Um, I'm really excited to see what she can do, and then. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you got a lot of good guards coming in, just like the men's, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we got a theme going, uh, player personnel wise here. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, um, because Coach Meyer, uh, when us at the ACC tip off talked about how they look for Miami players and and like the type of player that 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 fits in, and even when they go to the portal, and I think you mentioned an A Adams, she's she's a bulldog defensively. And, yeah. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Lachey Dwyer, who's obviously is on the team now. Just and 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 all all of these players kind of defend. Um, uh, Polash has has a really good shot. 
you know, and you can kind of actually like draw lines between them and some of the players on the team now and say, yeah, okay, they're kind of fitting that 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 Miami profile. So, yeah, so I, I no. think that's important. Pellish is yeah. a sniper, dude. Shot forty percent from three, mm-hmm. over forty percent from three. That's that's some Matty Ice numbers, man. Oh, um, wow, let's let's not you know let's not put too much pressure on her. <laughs> you don't, don't expect her to come in and live up to that standard immediately. But no, it's exciting to see you know um, all the recruits coming in, um, and it's like official. Uh, you know, just kind of. Makes you excited for the future of, the, of both programs, right? Right, yeah, exactly. And, you know, with the momentum of last year and now top 10 recruiting classes, it does, you know, there was, there were, I mean, let's not get too carried away, but, you know, South Carolina wasn't a women's basketball power like 10 years ago, right? And then you stack classes together, you tournament performances and, and you, you get that way, and and you know you can see that kind of happening with both these programs now. You make deep tournament runs, you do well in conference, you get higher recruiting classes. That's how you kind of just carry things forward through multiple uh, multiple like cycles of players. And it looks like that that is kind of where this is headed. So yeah, yeah. it's an exciting I, exciting time. I liked when Coach Meyer was on, and she was telling telling us how she's telling she can tell players now. Hey, you know we got options, so. You know, if you're not going to commit, you know. Yeah, and it's also um, – she also talked about how they used to – when they used to recruit kids, they would tell tell coach that, you know, you are our favorite coach, and but, you know, we, we want to go deep in March. And, and, this <laughs> is, and, and yeah, I mean, it's just like you go to Connecticut, right? It's Yeah. And, and you know, now you can go to Miami and do that, so – Absolutely. You know, that, that that is showing up in the uh in the results of the recruiting here. All right, man. You want to talk a little uh on on court action? Um if anyone's interested in a deep dive into the women's game, which is tomorrow morning at eleven a.m. because it's education day to get I forgot that it's at eleven a.m. It yeah. is eight a.m. mat time. <laughs> fake people time as you call it. It is fake people time, not not inferior time zone. Um uh, by the way, shout out to, to Dan Barry. I don't believe we did that yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, shout out Dan Barry. He's, he's always here. Um, so we, yeah. So Melissa and I kind of cover that in detail. I don't know if there's anything you want to talk about there before we shift to the uh, to the men's game on Friday. No, I think I'm I'm ready to get into the men's game. All right. Well, so it's it's Friday, 7 p.m. UCF. We talked about this. That was only two days ago. We did a show um, on Monday. But, you know, UCF's a team that's given the Canes trouble last year. He's beat them two years ago in at the Watsko, um, coming in off a win over FIU. It's also, you know, in terms of focus and, and maintaining painting, painting focus on the court, they will be raising the, uh, or I guess unveiling the uh, <clears throat> Final Four banner before tip-off. So if you're, if you're going out to the game, have to a little early to make sure you don't miss that. But I guess what are your initial uh, impressions of, of UCF? Yeah, I mean, we we talked about this a little bit. You know, UCF has always kind of played us competitively, right? Um, in the past, uh, last year, obviously, different team this season. They have 10 new players. Um, Taylor Hendricks is gone. He was a top 10 draft pick to the Jazz. Um, he was someone that did a lot for them last season, so they kind of have a new identity. Um, more guard-oriented, I would say. 
Um, they actually played four guards uh, against FIU. Um, they might even, I think when I looked at the advanced stats, they had a uh, smaller average height on their team than we do. <laughs> So we, we have a little bit of a size advantage. Uh, but did that, if, did that concern you at all? Because, I mean, one of the things we talked about a lot is how we dictate style of play and tempo. And now we're going to hit a team that's actually, you know, kind of in a comfort zone playing small ball. Yeah. I, well, and how much of a comfort zone they're in, too, because, like I mentioned, 10 new players. I think they have four transfers starting. So, you know, they're very transfer heavy right now, kind of a new whole new identity. Um, their one lone starter is their point guard, Darius Johnson, who, you know, a uh, pretty solid player. Um, I do think, yeah, like, you know, this will be an interesting matchup because, you know, you look and, you know, you have four guys on their team that are six, five and under that we're lining up against. They're going to have that quickness, you know, um, how are we going to be at, uh, you know, uh, creating our own shots and whatnot. I think the one thing that doesn't worry me as much is that, you know, from that first game, what we really saw was we moved the ball really quick, right? Like we, we, we were getting these drives right off of like ball rotation because we were moving the ball so quick, the defense had to react. And I think that, you know, no matter who you're playing, even if you were playing against a fast team, right? Defensively, you're going to, you're going to be able to create looks for yourself when you're making unselfish plays and you're spreading the defense out that much. Right. Um, so that's going to be interesting. And UCF is always a pretty solid defensive team. Um, I want to say that they, yeah, they were top 40 um, in defensive efficiency last season. So, I mean, you look for them to kind of repeat that. Obviously, you know, this is a different team, different identity. Like I mentioned with, you know, playing four guards. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, but, but yeah, what are your, what are your thoughts so far for this game? Yeah, no, just picking up on what you just said, our offense looked, you know, smooth and kind of flowing in the first game. Obviously, this is a step up in competition. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that that NJIT did defensively is they crowded Nigel. They doubled him a lot. They kind of like tried to basically, was like, this guy's not going to get a shot up. And he used that to basically exploit them and, come up with uh you know had nine assists um given the way ucf plays i would expect them to switch a lot of things because they can kind of similar to what we do positionless so be interested to see how we execute against that probably going to be less wide open <laughs> looks in space because yeah. i don't think they'll be as as susceptible to uh to, to kind of being forced to crowd nigel in order to play any kind of defense but we didn't move the ball really well against um, NJIT, so I think that'll continue. And, and like you said, we're, we're very attack-oriented. It's I would say the big difference I noticed against just one game from last year to this year is we're way more athletic um, um, with uh, with um, with um, Cleveland in there, and and I would say a lot less methodical offensively because both Zay and Jordan Miller very much, you know give me the ball. I can get my shot. I can score, but I'm, I'm going to methodically get my shot up. So there's going to be some pounding the ball into the ground, uh, getting to your spot. And, and uh, there was a lot quicker execution mm -hmm. on Monday. So I, I'm looking to see if that continues now against a team. That's one more athletic than the one we played on Monday and two better able to match up. And the other side of the ball, <laughs> we talked about this a little Monday, not like, 
obviously we're not going to be that negative when you win by 41 points, but the defense wasn't great. Um, and NJIT was able to get some good looks and able to move the ball pretty well against our defense. Some of it was because we gambled a lot on steals. Yeah. Um, look, interested to see now, okay, now there's more ball handlers on our team. There's higher caliber players. Uh, do we play a little bit more straight up defensively and, and how well do we defend them? Yeah. And, you know, you bring up defense. I was going to mention too, um, UCF had 18 turnovers in their first game against FIU. So is that something that we can really exploit? You know, you mentioned the 10, you know, the 10 new players, obviously you're still building that chemistry and camaraderie and whatnot. So, I mean, if you can force turnovers, we do amazing in transition from what we saw in the first game. Obviously that was different competition, but you have to think that, you know, with how we've played the past few years, you know, we're used to this. Um, so if we can get, you know, force force those easy turnovers with li- live ball turnovers and get out in transition, that's where we want to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important just generally to start fast. You don't want to leave a team in the game here and, you know, have them grow in confidence. Two, two years ago when, when they came into to Miami and won, the final score is 95 <laughs> to 89. So, you know, not, not exactly a defensive masterpiece. And that's why it's important to be able to play – defense at times when the offense isn't clicking like you said turn it into offense force turnovers um and again this is a team that on paper you should be comfortable playing against because they're not really going to overpower you size wise which is you know a rare rarity because even against njit they they had bigger players at some of these positions where we're still undersized but obviously you know the athleticism more than makes up for against a team like that but Watch them start one of their one of their other seven footers as well next to <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. After all, all this talk, all this talk, yeah. about all of that. Then yeah, I will I will say too for them, like just starting uh four guards and whatnot, they actually did crash the offensive boards pretty aggressively. So, you know, it's another thing. We gotta we gotta rebound, um, box out. Um, you know, we talked about it on Monday, you know, that was an issue that we had even against NGIT. Uh I had mentioned, you know, obviously some of those look like it was because of bad misses that we were forcing, you know, long shots and long misses. But still, like you said, it's it's due to, you know, our uh, our our length and height. So, you know, definitely, definitely boxing out and winning the t- turnover uh, battle. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and and I think it's important to to team rebound. We I think we did a good job of that against NJIT. Was you know Nigel had five boards because you know we we tend to just and we did this last year a bit too. Like hey, Norchad's going to get the rebound. Well, other people need to help too. So yeah, I think I think I think that that is it's important to like you said team rebound because we do like to get out and run, and you know sometimes you tend to you know leak out a little bit, maybe not secure the rebound. Really important to do that, especially early in the game. I was just looking last time we lost them; they were up by 17 points in the first half at one point. So yeah, I you know, remember. You come that. out, you come out bad, you get behind, and then you start pressing, trying to come back in, make it worse. Like that's how you can get into trouble in a game like this. So if you take care of like the, the small details, like you said, win the turnover battle, 
you know, rebound well, then then the rest of the game tends to work itself out in a game like this because you are yeah. more talented and you are the better team. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, in terms of um, previewing, I know they have a transfer guard from uh, Ball State that I looked at a little bit, Jalen Sellers. Um, he had 23 against FIU. He's probably the one I would key in on defensively. Uh, he shot 45% from three last season. Uh, he was all Mac third team as a sophomore. So definitely someone to keep an eye out. He was their main like offensive focal point. Um, so, you know, and I feel like, you know, in these type of games, we always have, we always have, you know, we play in these type of games and um, there's always someone that just kind of goes off against us. Right. Cause it's just like the Miami thing, you know, the Joe Girard game or the, you know, whoever else I mean, just catches fire. I mean, last year's team obviously ended up in the final four. That Cornell game wasn't fun. Yeah, that Cornell game was not fun at all. <laughs> and, and I will say, if you look at the like the ESPN does their like matchup predictor, we're only at sixty six percent to win, which usually in, in these types of games is a much much bigger number, <clears throat> um, especially at home. So, yeah, it's not it's not it's not a freebie. No, not at not, all. Not a freebie. Um, not at all. It's interesting because, I mean, uh, UCF, obviously, now they're in the Big 12, right? Um, every single, like, Big 12 preview that I saw or anything had them finishing last. But, I mean, I don't know. 12, out of the Big 12? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that's – I don't think they're going to be the worst. Are they really going to be the worst team in that conference? I mean, Vish, I'll tell you right now. I'll pull up – you want me to pull up a list of the of – the, I know this isn't a UCF podcast, but like, um, yeah. pull up a list of the Big Twelve teams. Yeah, let's. Uh... So Houston, Kansas, Baylor, Texas, okay. Iowa State. You can tell me when to stop. And TCU, Kansas State, BYU, uh-huh. Texas Tech. See, I'd put UCF in that category with those teams. Okay. Oklahoma, Cincinnati, and then West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think they're in that like second tier. They're obviously not up there with like Kansas and Houston and, and the like, but no, I think they could. Yeah. Hey, and some of these, I mean, the Big 12 teams make it to the tournament when they go like 500 in conference yeah, place. <laughs> 500. 500. You have to go 500 in that conference. Yeah. <laughs> But, a losing record in that conference, like, oh yeah, they're definitely in. You're like, huh? Does she actually win games at some point? Yeah. So let me ask you though, from our side, right? Just the Miami side, um, who do you see having a big game? Who do you think needs to have a big game um, in this one? Um, so I think I think this is going to be the case much there. I think Matthew Cleveland's a key here, just because he's he's out of position. And he's making up for it with athleticism. And so I think, you know, it's important that he, he's got to bring it every night because he's going to be, you know, have bad cross matchups. And the reason I call him on this case is because this case, it's actually not. He should be fine height-wise. So does he still, you know, engage the same way he did against NJIT and kind of play the four and the way he's playing it uh, enforce that? Or does he kind of slide back into, well, it's all guards everywhere and I'm a guards. Yeah. <laughs> Played more in the perimeter. 
No, I, I mean, I agree with you. He's going to have ample opportunities to hit the offensive glass. You know, does he take advantage of that and, you know, create second chance opportunities? I feel like, I feel like, I mean, this is going to be every game, but Norchad, man, I think that this is the game Norca- Norchad could just get whatever, not to say he can't in other games, but this game, especially you're going to have four guards out there majority of the time. Um, I'd have to like, you know, his ability to take whoever's guarding him one-on-one every single time. Yeah, I mean, I think you know my opinion of Norchad, so I, I think he's the best player in the ACC. I've not been shy about saying that. Um, so, yeah, he should. should we, he should. Yeah, Go ahead. should we should we clip it? Uh, what else? Anything else you want to add in terms of like? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm standing. Wouldn't award winner and anything yeah, else? I'll, just, I'll just stick with the ACC. Actually, he'll, he'll, he's the best player in the ACC. I'm not guaranteeing any awards. We are Miami uh, okay. basketball afterwards, but uh, but uh, he's the best player in the ACC. Um, the other, the other player, though, to look out for, there was one player that kind of got off to a bit of a rocky start in the first game, and that was Keyshawn. Um, yeah. Someone that clearly the coaches and we ourselves as well have, have kind of thought this guy is going to play a major role, probably be you know, our top bench contributor. He's kind of the only guy who got in the game that didn't play well against NJIT. And so this is a bounce-back opportunity for him against better competition because, again, the, the thinking is he's – been playing professionally in France. He should be a little bit more ready to handle this and maybe had some first game uh, jitters, but he, he's someone I think probably important for him to not have a repeat performance and kind of maybe lose some confidence there. Yeah. No, I think so too. Um, I'm also, I mean, I think you talked about it on Monday, but I'm interested in seeing how AJ Casey does too coming in. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh you know, especially with who he's matched up with, if he's guarding a guard or they throw another big in. Um, so, yeah. Do you think, do you think that's, that's something that, that'll happen, though? Do you think they're going to try and play big to counter our... I don't... Honestly, I don't know, because from what I saw, it was hard to find... Okay, well, it was hard to find a full replay of the game. I only saw okay. some clips, right? And a lot of their big guys, I think they're all transfers. I can't see them playing two of them at the same time. It just doesn't... You know what I mean? Like you're clogging up the lane offensively for your guards, you know, and you kind of become one dimensional unless you're going to run, you know, a different offense with, you know, a bunch of ball screens and whatnot, you know, um, I just don't see it. So, I mean, I, I would love to see how he matches up against, you know, someone smaller to see if he, you know, can, can handle that. Cause we didn't really see that last year. Right. Right. Uh, it was more him matched up against a post player or, or larger wing or whatnot. So, you know, it would definitely be interesting to see how he does. Yeah. And, and again, I'd be pretty surprised if, um, if, if we, we don't, um, you know, try to exploit that. I will say I'm looking through all of this I'm pulling data. Now um, we're favored by one and a half points. <laughs> Seems small. Where you? Where do? You, where'd you get the I one? Mean, and I am on a a uh, an adult bookmaker website. <laughs> a lot of them don't have a line, which I guess is probably not so. I mean, I feel like people gamble on everything, but yeah, no, I'm seeing. Uh, Ken Palm has us favored by seven points. Okay, that's probably more in line with what I would expect. That's what I would expect too. But yeah, no. I would expect like a six and a half, seven and a half line. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's I think more. That's 
Yeah, I, I think so. And again, this is going to be a somewhat of a probably a tight game. Um, we should have a good crowd out there though on a Friday, so hopefully that'll that'll help as well. Um, last win, last time I believe it was like a weekday game when football was going on. It wasn't uh, I feel like we lost two games at the same time, if I recall correctly. But anyway, um, all right. So anything else you want to break down on on this before we kind of start to uh? No, I think I'm good because we're gonna do the post game, right? So yeah, oh yeah, there, there's a bunch of stuff still coming up. We got we got post game tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, um, game time. Tomorrow. What time is the game on Friday? Uh, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. So 4, 4, 4 p.m. Your time. time. Okay. Your time. 4 p.m. Your time. Yeah. So after that game, after the game goes final, we will do post game <clears> there. We might have Melissa with us. She might be at the game. We might have her join from the game, but we'll figure that out. But yeah, we'll be after the, uh, the men's game Friday night. Um, we will do a, do a post game on that, wrap that up. We'll probably talk a little bit about the, uh, the women's game as well as part of that as, as they will get their season started at 11 a.m. tomorrow a.m. for Matt. What a weird I'm going to have to – I don't know how I'm going to do that. I'm going to have to record it or something. Well, it's all on – it's all replayable on streaming. So uh, that's the full true. game replays will be – good thing all of our games are basically on ESPN or ACC Network or whatever, so you get the full replays. But Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, again, Friday, 7 p.m., they will be raising the banner. So if you're heading out to the uh to the uh Wasco Center, get out there a little bit early to make sure you see that. Um and then yeah, the the women tomorrow early morning, eleven AM. Very early morning for Matt. Um all right, Matt, you wanna say the line? What? Oh, cue the socks outro. Don't cry. Keep it chill. Wear good socks. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.